Hi, everybody. Welcome to church today on Facebook Live. We're glad to have you. Uh, we are going to worship. We're going to get into the Word together today. And uh, while we're getting prepared, go ahead and start sharing, start liking this, and letting people know that church is happening today. And it's kind of a bummer that we can't be in the same room together, but we are praising God for the power of the internet so that we can connect. And honestly, there's a very good chance that God is going to move in a very, very big way, bigger than maybe when we just got together regularly. So go ahead and share and like. We're going to worship together, declare God's goodness, and uh, see what happens, okay? So join with us, sing along wherever you are, and we're going to lift up Jesus together. Here we go. Water you turn. Water you turn into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. There's none like you. Into the darkness you shine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no There's none like you. Let's sing it. Our God, our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. This is what we believe. darkness you shine out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you none like you oh we believe our God is greater our God is stronger God you are higher than any other our God is healer awesome in power, our God, our God, yeah, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, so we're calling on you. Calling on your name, Jesus. We need you now. We need you now. Ooh. If our God is for us, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, what can stand Power of 
church today in the building let's pray together we know that God is real and he's here he's here with you where you are so Jesus we thank you that you're the real God God who hears us when we cry and uh, God we thank you that your presence is with those who are hurting who are afraid And we call on your name on their behalf as well, God, those who have been locked away in their homes. Uh, we intercede for them, God, and we lift your name knowing that you see us and we know that you are concerned, God, and we cast our cares on you because you care for us. So, God, we fight now in the spirit. We thank you that you're on our side. This is how I, this is how I fight my battles. 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 This is how I f
That you've even gone to win my wound You come back with the head of my enemy You come back and you call it my victory Again, you go. You go before I know that you've even gone to win my world. Your love becomes my greatest defense and leads me from the dry. 
All I did was praise And all I did was worship And all I did was bow down All I did was stay still And hallelujah, you have set me so much better your way. And hallelujah, great defender, so much better this way. You know before I do. You know, before I do, when my heart can't seem to find your truth, your mercy is the shade I'm living in. You restore my faith and hope All I did was pray. That's what I'm gonna keep doing. All I did was worship. No matter the cost, I'll lift you up. All I did was bow down. All I did was stay still. Come on, let's lift him up together. Put me back. 
God, we are reminded of, again of our great need for you. God, while we put our trust in uh, medical professionals and government officials, sometimes it can feel like we can do nothing, but we thank you, God, that you've given us the weapons of warfare to pray, to worship, to seek you, to stand on your word, which is what we're doing together probably all over the world. And God, we put it all in your hands and we worship you for answers that are coming, for prayers that are being answered, for hope that is entering our hearts this morning and for fear that is being defeated. We are praising you for that this morning. God, we thank you that you can do more than we can even ask or imagine. And so we look to you with great faith today as our healer, our deliverer and our redeemer we love you in jesus name and all over facebook can you say amen amen amen, amen. thank you for worshiping with us we're gonna turn over to pastor darren Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our church family, but I also want to extend a welcome to our community. We know that many who don't go to church anywhere may be tuning in today, and we're so glad that you are looking to a place where maybe you can hear God's voice speak to you in the midst of unprecedented times for us as a nation. It's been a roller coaster week for all of us. We've watched the stock market just drop tremendously. We've watched government officials do press conferences. We've been at stores that seem like Black Friday on steroids. I mean, it's just been very different than anything we've ever experienced. And for us as a church, that's true for us as well. We've never done this before, and we ask for your grace as we navigate this new medium of Facebook Live. We'll actually have a better format hopefully next week, but if there's some glitches, uh, we are recording this, and you can go online later and watch this service in its entirety. 
Uh, I love March. There's basketball tournaments all over the country. We call it March Madness, and we're experiencing a different kind of March Madness right now. It's because of a virus known as COVID-19, that's a condensed form of the coronavirus disease, which began in 2019. And our government has alarmed us of what's happening in our country. I think they've taken extreme measures, good measures, to help uh, abate the fears and the spread of this disease, which is running rapid in many parts of the world. Uh, so far in our country, we've been getting a grip on it, but thanks to all of you who've um, followed these measures, and for the churches that have chosen not to meet as a congregation and yet to meet in homes and continue to do church in a little bit of a different way. We need to take this seriously. And over the next few weeks, we've suspended all of our church programs. We won't be having Bible studies or gatherings as a congregation. We won't be meeting for worship today, of course. We won't be meeting again next week. We will update you as we go along on our Facebook posts through church email and other mediums. Our church office will be open. We'll respond to needs as they arise. We definitely want to be here for those of you who are in a critical condition. If there's something that you need, please let us know. If there's something we can pray for for you, uh, please let us know as well. Our staff will meet tomorrow and we'll begin a new process of navigating what does ministry look like in this period. This is totally new for us. When you can't meet with your people, how do we do ministry? And through technology, whether it be through phones, through the internet, through Zoom conferences, uh, all kinds of ways uh, and tools that God has given us to do ministry, uh, the church can continue to be the church. This week, some of the words of Jesus that has resonated in my head come from a passage of scripture we know as the Sermon on the Mount. And so I'd like to read to you a section that I think is very timeless and timely, uh, particularly in the situation that we find ourselves in right now. This sermon is three chapters in Matthew's chapter 5, 6, and 7. I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 25. I'm going to pause midway through this. Therefore I tell you, Jesus said, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Jesus is speaking in this entire Sermon on the Mount, and particularly in this section here, very practical words for those of us who call ourselves follower of Jesus. Because what he does in this sermon is contrast how we as believers who've been born again into the family of God are to be different from the world. And we're seeing it right now play out before us. And hopefully we as Christians, we who profess faith in Christ, are acting different from others. Not that we're better, just that we're different. And we're different because, well, Jesus identifies here. We have a heavenly Father who knows everything about us, who cares deeply about us, and who can act to meet our needs. See, anyone who gives their life to Jesus Christ, who believes in his death on the cross, who accepts him as Lord and Savior, becomes a member of God's family. We become brothers and sisters with one another, and God becomes our Heavenly Father. Now, I grew up with a mom and a dad. I have a mother and I had a father. They both passed away, but they were very good. They provided in many ways. But I'll have to tell you, when I found God to be a Heavenly Father, it just, just revolutionized my life. I had someone who was always there for me, who understand me like nobody else, 
who had wisdom beyond anybody else to give to me and help me navigate my life. I've been walking with the Lord for 40 years now, and he's been a faithful and good father. And Jesus is pointing it out in this passage that that he's a father that you can trust in. In fact, I'd like to share with you some of the lessons that come out of this passage today. And the first is that we as believers should choose faith over fear. Faith over fear. Jesus says right at the beginning, do not worry about your life. What you eat, what you drink, what you wear. And then he says this, is not life more important than food? Think about that. Jesus is saying that life isn't just about putting food on the table, getting drink in our body, clothing ourselves, and just surviving through life. And that's, that's what many of us are doing right now. We're just surviving. Jesus said, that's, that's not life. Life is more than that. And he has an abundant life for us. He has a full life. He has a joy-filled life for us, a good life, a life better than you can ever imagine. But that life is only accessed through trusting in our Heavenly Father. It's through faith that we access this kind of life. And I think the clearest sign that we truly trust in him shows up in crises just like this. Are we overcome with fear or do we turn to faith? And those two can't coexist. If we're, if we're being uh, overwhelmed by fear, faith shrinks. But the way to overcome fear is to let faith rise. And we want faith to rise. We believe that there is a heavenly father who does care. You remember Jesus, just a few verses before this, gave us a prayer that he said is the model prayer. And he began that prayer by saying, our Father who art in heaven, God resides in heaven. God has all resources, uh, spiritual resources, angelic resources, all physical resources available to him. And so Jesus said, when you pray, you're going to a heavenly Father who cares for you, who takes care of your needs. And in that prayer is the first request that he recommends that we ask, and it says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, for us, uh, we love bread. Uh, I don't eat as much bread as I used to, but I love hot bread. I love bread of all kinds and smothered with butter. It's just so good. But for the Jewish people, they immediately thought of when God did provide daily bread for them. It occurred in the Old Testament when they were rescued from Egypt. God led them out to a promised land. They didn't trust him to go into the promised land. So they came out and wandered for 40 years. And during those 40 years, God said, I'm going to teach them to trust me. And here's how I'll do it. God said, when you wake up in the morning, the dew will evaporate and leave on the ground this, this stuff, wafer-like substance called manna. And uh, it, was, it was heavenly bread that God rained down from heaven for his people. It tasted kind of like uh, coriander seed with a hint of honey. Makes me think of honey bunches of oats that gather up enough for their day. If you're a big eater, it said you, you gathered enough that, that would fill you. If you had a small appetite, you'd just gather a little bit. But there was enough to feed you for that day. And he told them, don't gather more than you need for that day because tomorrow I'll provide again. Some of the Israelites, though, didn't trust God to provide the next day. So they decided they would store some up, stash it to the side, and wake up the next morning and have their supply of of manna ready for them, but what they found is that it spoiled and the bugs got to it. God wouldn't let them do that. He, he disciplined them to trust him. And this went on day after day, year after year for 40 years. Now, God provided that miraculously. And to be honest, that seems kind of boring to eat the same thing every day for 40 years, but he was faithful. And the important thing is this, he was teaching his people to trust him daily. 
You know, that's hard for us because to be honest, we have stock pantries, we have overflowing freezers, and packed refrigerators. We don't know what it's like to trust him for daily bread. And that was what was so sad about even watching this week as people filled up multiple grocery carts as if the apocalypse were happening and they were going to run out someday. You know, I'm for preparing. In fact, I go to Costco and we stock up on canned goods and things in our freezer. Uh, And I do that mainly for time management. I don't like to go to the store often. But it's different from being prepared when we're fearful. See, when we're afraid, it's like, God, I don't believe you're going to provide for me, and so I need to do it for myself just in case you don't come through. And that's where I think we err. God wants us to trust him. He wants us to daily turn our worry and anxieties over to him. If you are beginning your statements like this, oh, I'm afraid that, it tells you where your heart is, that we're not to be driven by fear. You know, I'm afraid that it'll run out. I'm afraid that there won't be enough toilet paper for me. I'm afraid that the water won't be available. Calm down. There's plenty. There's enough for everybody. If we just relax and trust our Father, be wise, be good stewards. But he says, look at the birds. You ever see the birds losing their feathers over worry? Their Heavenly Father provides for them. Now, granted, the birds eat worms and seeds and stuff, not very appetizing for us, but God provides for them just what they need. Then he says, look at the flowers. He clothes them in beauty. He says, I'll take care of that as well. And then he says this, not only does he care for the birds and flowers, how much more will he care for you and provide for your needs? Do you trust that he'll do that? Do you trust that God is watching out? Do you trust that he knows what's going on in your life? Do you trust that he really cares about what's going on in your life? And and do you... Do you really trust that he can provide for your needs? If we're children of God, we'd have to say, yes, yes, we do. We do trust him. Our actions say what we believe about God. Remember, life is more than survival. It's trusting God. It's living every day kind of on this adventure of watching God show up. Julie and I have watched God show up in just some interesting ways over the past week. Uh, one night we went to the service for Gannon over at a sister church, and after service went to Chick-fil-A, and as we drove through the, through the uh, delivery line, uh, the lady at the window gave us our order, and she said that someone had paid for our order. Um, just surprisingly, unknowingly, God provided. And God has done that in little ways. He's done it big ways. Now, Chick-fil-A isn't manna, but man, oh, manna, was it good. We like that. Jesus goes on to say that we should pray instead of panic. Pray instead of panic. When trouble comes, what do we do? We often panic. And we try to fix it ourselves. We try to take care of it ourselves because we just don't believe God's going to come through for us. And so we need to take care of it ourselves. I just want to ask you over the last two, three days, maybe the last week, have you spent more time in panic and watching the news and getting agitated in your heart compared the amount of time you've spent in prayer? See, prayer is much better than panic. If all we're doing is feeding our eyes and ears with the constant uh, news feeds from the TV or on Facebook, uh, all the, the negative news, that does something to the heart. That makes us worried. It makes us concerned. And we do need sometimes just to shut it off, get away from it, and sit with the Lord and be still and know that he is God. Spend some time in prayer. In Philippians chapter 4, it says, Be anxious about 
nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard both your heart and your mind. It'll guard your feelings. It'll guard your mind from spinning out of control in Christ Jesus. Pray. Peter, in his letter, says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So let me ask, who's better at carrying your burdens, you or your Heavenly Father? It's obvious, right? Our Heavenly Father has huge shoulders, strong arms. Give your burdens to him. In fact, maybe if you haven't done this already, today's a good day that when this broadcast is done, gather your loved ones together. It might be in your living room, wherever you're meeting, gather together and pray and just cast your cares upon the Lord. If there's something you're worried about, might be health issues, might be food issues, might be sickness issues, lay those before the Lord. Give your burdens to him because he cares for you. We should be a calming presence in the midst of the chaos we should be praying for our neighbors. We should be picking up our phone and calling people and praying for them. I don't believe that God brought this virus on this world, but I do believe that God is allowing this virus to run its course as a way to draw us back to him, cause us to lean on him like never before. Choose prayer over panic. Well, I want to read the rest of this section in the Sermon on the Mount, verses 30 to the end of the chapter. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, once again he says this, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The, the last thing I want to share from this passage that comes to mind is we should choose to help over hoarding. Helping over hoarding. In fact, that's the thing that's probably disturbed me the most this week is the stockpiling of supplies. As if we're going to run out of water or toilet tissue or meat. We ran to Costco yesterday gathered with a thousand plus other people to get groceries, just a few things. In fact, we we're picking up some things for some other people. The shelves are bare. I mean, whole meat section's empty, no eggs, uh, uh, no toilet tissue. I mean, child diaper wipes, they're gone. I mean, so many cleaning supplies were gone and we've got stuff at our house, we're gonna be okay. But what concerns me is there are people with real needs. In fact, I have a friend who has a CPAP machine. He says he needs distilled water. He can't find it anywhere. Uh, my wife said that a coworker of hers has a grandchild who has cystic fibrosis. And she went into a store the other day to find cleaner because in their house, they have to clean every single day, every surface, every single day. And they desperately need Clorox and cleanser. And yet, so many of the stores are sold out. So this is a time for us to be thoughtful of other people. Jesus told a story once of a farmer who had a crop and he just kept storing up more and more in bigger and bigger barns because he thought that if I, if I save all this stuff up, I'll have enough down the road when I need it. And Jesus said in this parable that, that God required his life that day. And he said to this man that you are not rich toward God. And it makes us wonder, what does that look like to be rich toward God? We know what it's like to be rich toward self, but what does it look like to be rich toward God? I think what it means is you're rich toward the people that God loves, that God cares for. 
You're not just thinking about yourself. This situation gives us as believers, children of God, a great opportunity to demonstrate to the world that we're not so much concerned about ourselves as we are about our neighbors, about our other people, and particularly those that are at risk, particularly the elderly, who won't go out and fight the crowds, who won't go to Costco and park in the packed lots and stand in long lines to get their groceries. And this is our opportunity to rise up and check on them and care for them and make sure they have what they need. Help instead of hoard. In fact, yesterday I posted a notice. We have a lady in our church who has a child with a medical condition that causes him to use the bathroom several times a day. And she said she couldn't find toilet tissue anywhere. So I put a plea out on Facebook asking if anyone had extra to give to this family. And within minutes, about a dozen people responded. And one of those families drove over to their house, delivered a load of toilet tissue. I mean, that's the kind of ministry we want to see happen. Let's care for one another. Let's use what we have for God's glory because we know God's going to take care of us. It doesn't mean to be foolish. It doesn't mean we give everything away. It just means we think more about others than we do ourselves. Today, we have a chance to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the good things that God is doing in this world. Seek first the expansion of the love of Christ. Seek first to let other people know that there is a God who loves them, who cares about them, and can work in their lives. It's our job to do that. That's how we put first the kingdom. He says, if we do that, he said, I'll take care of the food. I'll take care of the clothing. I'll take care of the basic necessities of life. It may be manna that he gives us, but it's enough for us to get by. I know that today we couldn't do church like we normally do on Sundays, but I think this is the time where we get to be the church like no other day. We get to be the body of Christ. We get to be his hands. We get to be his feet. We get to be his voice to help a world that's so desperate, so, so chaotic, so panicky. We get to be different. And so I encourage you to look around you to those with needs. Look for those that are struggling. Look for those single parents who, who may have special needs. Be mindful of those with minimum wage jobs who may get laid off during this period. I mean, lots of opportunities for ministry. And as I said, our staff's going to gather tomorrow and really work through what does that look like for the next few weeks. We know for at least the next two weeks, uh, our church, as well as churches all across the city, schools, and other organizations will be closed down. We'll have to do different kind of ministry, but we will do ministry. Jesus calls us to do it. We want to replace fear with faith. We want to replace panic with prayer. We want to stop hoarding and practice helping one another. We want to be the serene spirit in the face of the storm. We want to be kind in the midst of the chaos. And I believe people are watching. Your kids are watching, mom and dad. Your neighbors are watching. Your coworkers are watching how you who profess to be a believer respond. And I just want to assure you, we have a heavenly father who knows your needs. He knows your name. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He can be trusted. I promise you that. Let's act like people who really believe that. Over the next several days, I encourage you to come back to our church Facebook page. We'll update you as things unfold in our community, in our culture. We are constantly um, readjusting our own ministry as a church. We'll let you know uh, what we have available as I mentioned before, if you have prayer needs or if you specifically have physical needs, please let us know on the Facebook page. We'll do our best to respond and respond right away. 
God bless you. I'm going to close in prayer. And I do want you to know that after I finish here, I'm going to post on our Facebook page some questions that you as a family could gather together, maybe right away or maybe after lunch today, to follow up with this message to ask each other some serious questions of what this passage that Jesus gave us means to you personally. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can come to you as a loving Father, that you care for us because we're your children and you allow us to come very near. And so, Lord, assure us that you know what's going on in our lives for every single person, for that elderly couple that's in their home, for that, for that widow or widower who's struggling right now. Let them know, Father, that you're with them. For that family that may have lost a job recently, for the family that's dealing with sickness, Lord, let them know that you're aware of their need and that you're working to meet that need, very likely through your body called the church. And so, Father, help us to walk in faith, to trust you, to be in constant conversation with you. And, Lord, let us see you show up in miraculous ways, just like you showed up when you, when you gave the manna from heaven. May we see you do miracles in our midst because we trust in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. And if you agree, would you shout out amen? Amen. amen. Oh, I'm just reminded here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you are able to give today, if you're a member of Pikes Peak Christian Church or this is your church home, I do need to mention to you that uh, we still are doing ministry as usual. We still have bills to pay. So if you can give as normal, we appreciate that. You can go online to our church webpage, to the giving tab there, and it'll lead you through it. You can also follow the link below that Bonnie will be posting on this site. If you normally write a check or give cash, you can drop that off this week or send it in the mail to the church. Um, we'd appreciate that. We are continuing to do ministry as a church. We have not shut down. We are just doing ministry differently. So God bless you. Have a safe and peaceful day.